You've probably heard of the metaverse, but do you know much about it? There's lots of different applications uh, for this new virtual reality world uh, that we're all going to learn more about in the coming months and years ahead. Uh, and I got the chance to speak with the founder of a pretty cool project that just launched exclusively in the metaverse. It is a museum, a virtual museum that you can walk through and learn about inspiring people of color throughout our history, not just in the U.S., but around the world. Check it out. Joining me today, I have a special guest. It is Eve Loganova Parker. She is the CEO and founder of Eveness. It is an extended reality solutions company. If that doesn't mean anything to you, we're about to explain it exactly because this is kind of a whole new world of technology. And um, they've just launched a really cool new exhibit, a virtual reality exhibit called the Respect Project. So first, just want to say hello to Eve. Hey, Eve, how are you doing? Hello, hello. Doing well. How are you? Thank Wonderful. you for having me here. Of course. And so you're sitting um, kind of where your background is, is a good representation of what we're talking about today. Um, so tell us about the Respect Project. This is a fully virtual, immersive exhibit in the metaverse. How do you explain this to people who have no idea what we're talking about? Right. It's a very good question. Well, first of all, I will start. It's a social project. There is a hype around metaverse to make as much money as possible with NFTs, selling lands. We do it a bit differently. Uh, evenness stands for balance and balance equals respect. And that's what actually matters the most in our society nowadays. We simply lack it. And that's why uh, diversity, inclusion initiatives are so high on our agendas, whether it's corporate, whether it's family. Um, teaching kids, teaching grown-ups about how to respect one another, we believe it's one of the most important missions that any business can have. And on um, the um, uh, UN Zero uh, Discrimination Day that happened just recently, uh, the 1st of March, we launched our gallery, the Gallery Respect. It was right after the month of uh, Black History Month because we simply believed, though the gallery is all about amazing, inspiring people of color throughout the history on a global scale, not only from the United States of America, but from abroad, we believe that it shouldn't be a campaign of one month. It should be an open space for anyone at their time, in their convenience, to come and learn, to scan the QR codes, to uh, listen to the videos and the stories, to see the pictures, to just wander around and also learn about this new form of collaborating and uh, coexisting together, the virtual dimension. So respect it is to learn about one another and respect one another. I love it. It is such a wonderful message. And how is this making this virtual, making this part of the metaverse, I mean, this makes it so easy for anyone in the world to access this. Why is it important uh, to, to have more projects like this? We've been hit by the pandemic and tried to figure out as society how to continue working from the premises of our homes, how to uh, learn, uh, attend trainings, and also uh, get your bachelor's, master's without traveling anywhere. So now by having the virtual um, set of tools, VR, extended reality, which is accessible via a browser, you can replicate in a way the physical world and remove those boundaries and limitations and be able to still meet people like in person, but looking as an avatar and wandering around and still attend those sessions without uh, spending a lot of money on traveling 
and therefore reducing those CO2 emissions. So with this in mind, um, by moving to the virtual dimension, it provides an opportunity to finally kind of foster equality and build environments uh, of respect and acceptance where people can come as they are. You, select, uh, you choose your avatar, you choose your looks, and people start accepting you in the form of avatar. And the beauty of acceptance in the virtual dimension is that psychologically, you replicate it in your physical world. So if you accept and uh, respect people as avatars, as creative forms of this, then you replicate it in the actual world, also trying to be more open-minded and more inclusive. And hence, the focus of technology should be always on empowering inclusive collaborations and uh, building that cultural belonging, even if it's a short time event, where people come and feel that they are free to express their identity or their themselves. And in our gallery, what we is, um, invite people to do is actually bring their kids and explain to them who are those people on the big posters, watch the videos together with them and share the, the message. For example, in the center of our gallery, we have uh, the only portraits that are in color are the portraits of people who um, who died during the, well, because of the uh, unfair treatment, let's say, uh, and that's Black Lives Matter, that is the focus of, in the center of our gallery. So we invite everyone to come with kids, with friends, with colleagues, organize their sessions to explain why this matters to respect, to accept, to like one another, even without understanding that's the beauty of diversity, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like walking through a world-class museum and you can do it from the comfort of wherever you are. So you encourage people to do it. Uh, we kind of touched on a little bit through a laptop is, is better than a smartphone generally. Uh, yes, it provides a holistic experience. So it's easy to navigate with uh, the uh, keys on your keyboard. And also then you have your phones there to um, read the QR codes. And then you can watch the videos on your phone while just walking around and uh, also clicking on the portraits and reading the stories that, there, that are there. Uh, if you have a headset, that's a different thing. You can find spatial in the headset. So you're completely immersive. You walk in that gallery by walking inside your room. And uh, that is an additional beauty, but it's not the first priority for us. We know that people have laptops and people have phones. So that is a must. And then this comes as a bit of a luxury, I would say still. But hey, if you have one, please do experience it. And that makes uh, it magical. Yeah. So how did you select the people who are in the respect gallery and why did you, why do you feel, why did you want to focus on underrepresented groups? Right. So we conducted extensive research. There's so many wonderful people and it's, it's kind of uh, makes me sad that the gallery is limited in space. Uh, it will take probably hours if we build an extended one to have everyone there. But we wanted to showcase and feature the stories of people from different categories in terms of um, uh, politicians, scientists, uh, uh, poets, artists, civil activists, peacemakers, uh, journalists, um, innovators, engineers, those people who 
kind of lead the pack, if it makes sense to say it, uh, and represent the, the, the others um, from, from their category. And we also wanted to not only pick the profiles that, hey, this is an inspiring engineer. No, the second criteria, what was important for us, that the person is actually a positive change maker, um, or they have um, 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 association or NGO on the side or foundation, they support uh, education of children, for example, or they uh, participate in um, peace initiatives. So they do good more than just, you know, known for being a person of color and being so successful, right? And we would love to also extend it through time. So it's the first uh, opportunity to uh, bring attention. And so far we had 760 people already in our gallery within one week time, which is a great kind of uh, uh, recognition of that it's an important social project. And the project is free of charge. So everyone is welcome to, to join. We, as I said, we are a commercial company, but we do things for, um, for the better of uh, uh, society and humanity uh, for the good of things and to showcase that technology can be also used to share knowledge and to share uh, the values, well, the value of respect. I am also joined today by Tierra Fletcher. She is an aerospace engineer, better known as a rocket scientist working for Boeing, uh, but on a project for NASA, a pretty exciting project. She is the author, co-author of a book, uh, Wonder Women of Science, and also the founder of Rocket with the Fletchers with her husband. Hey, Tierra. Hi, Graham. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thanks for being with us. So uh, tell us just first a little bit about what you do because there's obviously you say rocket scientists you know that can go in a lot of different directions but tell us exactly what you do and the pretty cool project you're working on of course so i've worked on multiple aerospace projects as an aerospace engineer and i'm currently a project engineer so managing multiple projects across board for our space and launch division okay so the one that i guess kind of gets grabbed some headlines is the one for mars are you still working on that project Yes, I have worked on the space launch system and my background is structural design and analysis engineering. So literally analyzing various components of the rocket that I actually designed as well. So quite an adventure. That is, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about how you got into that in a little bit, but I wanna ask you too, because we're talking about this respect gallery um, and this it's, exists in the metaverse and you are one, you're on the walls, you're on the walls of this gallery. Just tell me how that feels to be featured in this gallery. And from what I understand, you're in between a couple of your personal heroes, right? Exactly, exactly. So being a part of the Respect Gallery is such an honor, first and foremost. Uh, and being between Bessie Coleman and Robert Lawrence, I'm floored. Bessie Coleman, she was the first African-American woman to gain her pilot license. And then Robert Lawrence, he was actually the first African-American astronaut. So being in between those pioneers who succeeded at such young ages too, it's so thrilling and also inspirational. It makes me want to work harder and get us to Mars ultimately. That is so cool. And you, you brought up age, Mass. You're in your 20s, right? How old are you? I am 27 years old. 
27 uh, with such a career already and on the walls of a gallery. Um, I, I know obviously STEM education is so important to you and also uh, making sure that people of color are represented. That's kind of the whole point of this gallery too. Um, what is your advice to maybe some, some kids you know, of all ages, maybe even starting off you know, young elementary school, you know, want to be an astronaut, uh, all the way up to people in college who are still trying to figure out maybe what they want to do. If someone is interested in becoming an aerospace engineer, where do they start? What is kind of the advice you give? The main advice that I give to all of the students that I interact with is to ultimately follow your dreams. And that's much more simply said than done, right? So it means to not give up because it is challenging. It's rocket science, right? It is challenging, but it's so rewarding. You have the opportunity to literally push the phases of human exploration. So keep the goal in mind and keep fighting toward achieving your dreams. Awesome. All right. And uh, we're talking a little bit more about this gallery in the metaverse. Have, had you explored much in the metaverse yet prior to being featured in this gallery? And, and what do you think of the experience? I think that the experience is so great because in NASA, we always have many different virtual reality um, experiences for people to explore, whether that's via YouTube and also with Google VR, you can watch the female planet and you can actually put on some VR goggles and watch me in a spacesuit, um, let you walk through the experiences of the space environment. So allowing students to have that full blown virtual experience really puts them in the space of space. It creates a whole other level of motivation to achieve engineering and STEM overall. It's just a great experience. Yeah, that is cool. I'm gonna have to check out that uh, NASA. I, I don't own any virtual goggles yet, but I'm, I'm that's on my list for sure. We'll have um, to get you some of those grants. Yeah, I, I, I'm. So this is kind of my first foray, honestly, into the metaverse too. Um, so I've. It's been interesting. I'm learning a lot too as we go along. Um, but I want to talk a little bit too about representation for minorities. Um, again, that's kind of the the focus of this particular respect gallery here. And I think it's interesting that it this gallery it brings the gallery to wherever the people are. It's not like you have to go to the museum. So literally it can get in the hands of everyone with just a click of a, you know, on your phone or a computer even. Um, do you think there needs to be more representation of people that look like you in STEM fields? Do you think it's gotten better over the last few years? Exposure is key. At the age of 11, I was exposed to aerospace engineering and I was exposed to our heroes such as Mae Jemison and Bessie Coleman. And because of those images, I was able to see myself in a career that seemed so far out of reach. So the Respect Gallery puts those particular images in the households of many children around the world. And they have the opportunity to see themselves literally in a mirror via virtual reality and they can finally see what they can become. So it's so important in order to increase diversity and inclusion to have those images available. Spot on, I agree with you. Um, Tierra. if folks wanna follow you along your journey, uh, tell us a little bit about Rocket with the Fletchers because your husband is in the same field too, right? What are you guys um, doing to kind of invite people along on your journey? Rocket with the Fletchers is an outreach organization that my husband and I started in order to expose students to the world of STEM. 
And that goes beyond aerospace engineering, right? Because we want to show students that they can achieve their dreams and we give them the tools and the resources in order to do so. So that's via various outreach efforts, whether it's teaching, mentoring, tutoring, literally going out and engaging with the students with various competitions and conferences, whatever it takes. Our goal is to pull students up and show them what is possible. I love it. Rocket with the Fletchers. You can find it on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and then we see your book behind you as well, the co-author of Wonder Women of Science. Tiara, so excited to watch your journey and to uh, see what you're able to do to help us get to Mars and all the other exciting projects with Boeing and NASA. Uh, and you can check out Tiara in the Respect Gallery as well. Thank you so much for being with me. Thank you for having me. Isn't she cool? I was so happy to get a chance to talk with someone uh, whose brain is so big, uh, so smart, uh, and uh, just a wealth of information. Incredible that what she is doing uh, with her career and now inspiring a lot of young people as well. So we wanted to talk a little bit too, though, more just about the metaverse in general. So I had some other questions for Eve. She was the first woman you heard from uh, in my interviews here. She is the founder of the Respect Gallery and the company behind it. Now, they don't just do these free projects. Of course, they have to make money too. So I wanted to talk to her a little bit about just the practical applications uh, of the metaverse and virtual reality and where we're headed. Here is part two of my interview. You find that people are still skeptical. How do you convince people to, to come into the metaverse uh, and, and take that step? Do you find that there are still some roadblocks Definitely. So first of all, it comes with uh, affording laptops that are more modern than less. Um, a lot of platforms that uh, exist nowadays, and for the gallery, we're using Spatial uh, VR. It's a very nice platform that allows you to enter via click. You click a link, and then you're there in the gallery. You don't need to download anything. You don't need to uh, have a super powerful computer. But still, the processing power needs to be there in order to hold this kind of uh, uh, virtual environment uh, for a smooth experience. Now, this is one challenge that we see not everyone yet has the capacity to buy a new laptop out of the blue. So the second one is more about knowing that this kind of this technology uh, exists and spending time experimenting learning about it especially when it comes down to the underrepresented communities they have different focus it's more i would call probably survival type of focus because there's so much uh, that they need to uh, to do in order to build their lives and grow in their lives and you know afford things now it's still possible with many platforms uh, to, uh, to use the smartphone. Uh, not every platform allows it, a virtual platform, but you can also access on your smartphone, even if you cannot uh, buy headsets uh, or uh, VR headsets or uh, that laptop that has enough processing power, you can come as a spectator. And the project is free of charge, so everyone is welcome to, to join. We as I said, we are a commercial company, but we do things for um, for the better of uh, uh, society and humanity, uh, for the good of things, and to showcase that technology can be also used to share knowledge and to share uh, the values, well, value of respect.
Yeah, it is wonderful that you're that you're doing that. And uh, besides just making money, like you talked about, using this new technology for good uh, was I think a lot of people are still kind of, you know, people just don't understand it yet, including myself. We're just kind of all on the fence watching how it all is going to unfold. Um, so this is a great opportunity to kind of introduce people to it. Tell me what else, um, Eve Ness as a company, how do you make money? What else do you do? What kind of projects do you focus on? Uh, sure. Um, as you mentioned, we are a global provider of extended reality solutions. And what we actually do, we focus as a company on building um, spaces or enabling spaces for interactive events, remote teams collaboration, uh, learning, uh, stakeholder meetings, uh, upskilling. So we have various customers and clients who would say, we have a town hall for our corporation and we have so many thousands of people. We cannot fly them to one location. It doesn't make sense anymore, right? Now in the current world, but we want to have them all together. So then we create the environment where so many thousand people can be hosted with no interruptions and the CEO and their teams can deliver a message. And then they have a party maybe after with some DJ spinning on the stage. Other examples would be uh, having educational uh, spaces, like uh, it could be educational gallery, but it can also be a space where you can conduct your trainings, masterclasses, uh, just have peer-to-peer -peer learning, which is also important. Uh, for academia, it can become a university. We also work with organizations, uh, community organizations like Women in AI, for example. They use um, metaverse or virtual spaces here and there for their events to bring communities together. And the community comes from different points and corners of the world, Asia, United States of America, Europe. And it's a beauty to bump into one another like also like in person and virtually shake hands and dance together, but also learn from one another because we don't have boundaries anymore. We don't have limitations. We only need the stable internet. That's it. Yeah. What is the demand like? Is it is it is this more advanced in other countries besides the U.S.? I think the U.S. is often a little late to the party. Where is your phone ringing off the hook with customers or what is the demand like and where is the demand coming from? It's a bit the opposite. The United States has been always um, in front of innovation, uh, trying to I think trying to be curious and see what happens if you do this or that experimental mode. Uh, and then many other countries also kind of catch the wave and decide to try it, why not, and experiment. Even this comes from the Netherlands. So our first office headquarters is in Amsterdam and we scaled last year to the United States because we saw the potential, we saw how many clients from the United States coming to us. And we were like, Okay, well, let's just scale properly, establish our business, hire people, and build maybe our own metaverse, which is not maybe, which is in the, in the making, for learning and development. We really want to make it equal for everyone to get access to education. To even if you're like veteran or refugee or um, I don't know, immigrant who is still figuring out how to get back to that society, how to start your life again. Here you go, join us. And that's our ambition. So that's why we're here. And in Europe, asking, answering to your question, Amsterdam is very innovative cities. So there's no lack of innovation. And that's where we, were, where we started and had our clients first. But then I see that focusing on both markets, they all kind of go now in, in parallel. 
with other markets catching up. And I'm not touching up on Asia. These guys are very innovative as well, but other markets are still catching up. And that's good to share, to share with them by sending that link to the gallery or sending the link to an event and they all can join. Awesome. Okay. And I wanted to ask you too, one of the criticisms of the metaverse and this new kind of virtual reality is that we, or you hear people say that maybe we're losing that human interaction and what it means to be human. What, what is your response to that? Do you have a, a take on that? We should be always hybrid. I would say we're human beings. We like hugs. We like actual hugs, not virtual hugs. We like uh, sitting by the campfire with our families and children and share stories. So this cannot be replicated. Yes, I have campfire in my virtual space. And yes, I have this wonderful, I don't know, space shuttle that you can try, but it's for learning. It's for people from uh, different markets to, to experience the same. But when it comes down to the closest ones or physical events, we are not to get rid of them. It will still be there. We love that human connection. Virtual reality though, or extended reality gives us a chance to make it as close as possible to that in-person experience. And maybe even offer a bit more. You're sacrificing that I touch you, but I can hear you, I can see you, I can learn from you, and I can uh, meet you. Because not necessarily, imagine you work for a very big company, another example of a company, but there is no chance you can meet all those people. You meet your department, you meet your team, you meet some others, but you cannot meet them all. Here, the chance is that you will bump into them by walking into virtual corridor for the virtual cup of coffee. So that's that's the beauty, and um, I would say everyone just should try. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, like you said, it's kind of a hybrid. It has to be a hybrid. That makes a lot of sense. That we're not getting rid of the physical interaction, but the yeah. opportunities really that this provides. Um, so I want to give you the last word. Just talking back again about the Respect Project. Um, what is your hope for? You know, what's the bottom line? Why you think people should check out the Respect Project Gallery? The bottom line is that we need to learn how to respect one another. In the turbulent times that we are experiencing, experiencing, especially this year, we all learned that we need to stop being judgmental, stop being uh, discrimin discri stop discriminating one another because they're different. It's just because we are not used to their profiles and their types and their visions doesn't mean that they're bad people and they not deserve respect. And I would say if that's one thing that you can put on your uh, well, agenda, <laughs> but at least as a mission, is to learn how to do that, how to respect and share that respect with others by just simply starting with the gallery, but actually taking it further in every interaction that you have with people, despite the color of skin, despite the uh, identity or their looks, we're all in this together. It's one life we're living and it should be happy. And Eve, why do you personally care about this project so much? Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a heavy weight on my, I think, shoulders. Uh, besides the fact that I'm living now in the United States and I'm coming from Amsterdam, from, from the Netherlands, uh, by roots, I'm Russian. So the whole situation that we see in the news uh, it is a very heavy fact for me personally, 
having also some friends and family members in Ukraine and the rest of family in Russia. I'm kind of on both sides. And many people do not support the war. And many people want to help people from Ukraine by at least making donations. And that's why actually in the gallery, you'll see a QR code that we placed there to support Red Cross because there are so many people fleeing right now from the country, they're stuck on the borders, they need food, they need water. And we're trying to activate the masses to also contribute, even one dollar, you know, we'll buy a few bottles of water. But I would say being part of this, being so overwhelmed, how the world is making wrong decisions, how people, especially in the, uh, on the level of running countries make their own decisions, it is another proof that respect is like is lacking and by making something that would cause a war definitely it's a one big disrespectful move that you can see now i hope i sincerely hope that the war will be finished soon and that the people find their peace and uh, can rebuild it from scratch kind of from scratch now uh, and stay Stay not angry because not everyone from our country, my country, um, supports this war. So let's please prevent the hate waves that are happening against, well, now Russians, but before Asians and Muslims and people of color. It's just not worth it. Once yeah. again, not worth it. Well, our prayers are certainly with your friends and family on both sides of the border, because it is just a, an imaginary line, you know, that that separates us. And we're all in this together, like you said. Eve Luganuva Parker, the founder and CEO of Eveness and the Respect Project. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Graham. Thank you. Such a pleasure talking with both um, uh, my guests today and just wanted to show you before I end this here uh, what this looks like. You can find the link to the Respect Gallery. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you can find it in the Facebook Live text. And when you click the link, uh, this is the page that you get to. Uh, it kind of explains what your what the gallery is, of course. And then you click visit the gallery. Uh, it takes you uh, to this other page. Here is the link she mentioned where you can uh, donate to the Red Cross helping out uh, with Ukrainian refugees. Uh, and you type in your name, hit done, and it just pops you uh, into the gallery. Uh, you can take a, a quick tutorial where you can, um, it'll you know tell you which keys, how to navigate through the gallery, uh, the different commands that you can use on your keyboard, uh, the different dance moves that you can even do uh, if the uh, museum ex inspires you to do so. Uh, and that's it. You can make an account if you want to. You don't have to. Uh, and this is it. You can just walk through the gallery, uh, explore everything. Uh, and again, as you come up uh, on a certain person, there is going to be a QR code, uh, and then you can read more about each person featured on the walls of the Respect Gallery. So it's very quick and easy. Uh, like she said, uh, using a laptop or, or a desktop computer, uh, easier than doing this on your phone, uh, but pretty cool how you can just explore this. Again, like you're inside of a real museum, but doing it all virtually, and again, it's all free. Just an amazing uh, educational tool uh, that is available uh, for parents and teachers uh, and anyone who wants to explore.